Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Well, hello there. Welcome to another Shutterbug Life podcast. This is episode number 32032. And of course, this is the podcast for all of us photography diehards and enthusiasts, those of us who eat, sleep and breathe the stuff is the way I like to think about it. You know who you are and we know who we are. So this is the podcast where we talk about a wide range of issues, but everything that we as photographers need to to know, to do, to have, to reach, as uh, my son Marky Mark said, our full potential. My name is Linford Morton. You can call me Lynn, and I am your host for the podcast. And I'm, again, just tickled that you decided to join um, this podcast episode. We do this every week. We begin the week with the Shutterbug Life podcast and glad that you could be with us this week. Today's feature, we're going to talk about it, uh, a topic that completes what I'd like to think of a trilogy almost from um, two other episodes I've done. One said, pick yourself. And then the second, which was sort of inspirational. And then the second one was, um, you'll never make money if, which was a kick in the pants. And the third one completes, I think, this series by saying you already have everything you need to be a photographer. And I'll explain what that means in a little bit. But before that, let's just chat a little bit about the Shutterbug life. So this past week, I finished my teen uh, photography camp in, in Washington. And, uh, you know, we, ha- I have all these 13 to 17 year olds, actually there's a 12 year old who came too. And we, we, you know, we traipsed around the city and we learned uh, photography and we just had a great time. These kids, as, as I said before, just uh, are, are the digital, digital natives are just so inherently creative and they see the world in such a creative way that I, it's just really fun to, to teach them because then we start, you know, overlaying principles and turning them loose and, and seeing what they can do. And it's just, it was just amazing. So I'm so happy to the teens who, uh, participated this week and just represented themselves so well and their parents of course for recognizing the talent and inclinations they have for the arts and working to help them uh, nurture and build on that so so much fun but but the thing that really got me thinking this week was um, in, in order to, as I was preparing for them for this week's session, I, you know, going back and looking at the way, at the, at the lessons I teach and how I might present them, I, I, I sort of forced myself to go through and simplify even more what I thought was fairly simple with some exceptions, and you know what? It's kind of tough because even when I look around and I say, "Is anyone else doing this in a simple way?" I, I find that we all, and I say we, 
we all teach photography the same way, especially when it comes to exposure. And quite honestly, it's like you have to, it's just full of math and engineering and all this stuff. And, and I remember I, I saw one one lesson online that said, you know, learn photography in this simple way. And I, I clicked on the link to download their lesson. And I just, I saw a series of fractions. And of course I know, you know, what it was. It was, you know, talking about exposure and stops of light and all that. But when I looked at the way they presented it, it made my head hurt. And I know this stuff. And I thought, oh, too much, too much. So it's like, you know, so it got me thinking as I was preparing for the teens, you know, how, how do we just teach this in a way that's no longer the same way everyone expects you to teach this stuff, but in a way that's simple enough so that everyone can grasp it and understand. And I, yeah, I did that for the teens. And yeah, I think we, we, we made some really good headway there because they, they really grasped onto this stuff fairly quickly and easily more faster than I actually thought they would. Um, but, you know, there were a couple of places I still think need a little smoothing out, but I think, you know, we might be on the way. And, and the reason I'm thinking about this was not just for them, but for us, because yeah, I'm working on a, a photography, um, a photography lesson that, that, that you can take online at your own pace and get some support from me as well as from our community. But I want it to be based on that concept that we're going to de-math and de-engineer photography, photography training. And it, it maybe I'm just, you know, this is just the way I'm thinking about it. And you can tell me if I'm just barking up the wrong tree with this, but if you see a need for this, why don't you shoot me an email and let me know what you think. As a matter of fact, what I'd like you to do is tell me the part of learning photography that's the most frustrating for you. What about the process of when you did learn or as you are learning was just the most frustrating for you? I'm curious to know what that is because I really want to see how we can just really simplify this and get get out of the the mindset or the paradigm that most people have when we teach and learn photography and then the second thing is what specifically do you struggle with the most i'd like to know that too and you can just shoot me an email lynn at shutterbuglife.com i'd love to hear um, you, what you think about this and what your approaches are. Okay. So th that's it. Uh, that's all I wanted to, to say to get started on be before we got into this week's episode, because, you know, as I work on this, I, I really want it to be something that can be helpful for us and, uh, you know, make more light bulbs go on, if you will, if you understand, you know, where I'm coming from there. All right. So that's it. And I hope to hear from you and please you know, don't be shy about writing and sharing because I really want to hear from you about what you think. Okay, good. So this week's episode is entitled, You Already Have Everything You Need to Be a Photographer. And where did this come from? So first, a story. I was talking with this couple this past week and uh, Jim will call him and uh, let's just call her Nancy for for 
because we're just going to make up some names for them. So, so I'm talking with him and Jim is the photographer. Nancy is his girlfriend and we're chatting and, uh, and you know, you know, they ask me what I do. I say, you know, I teach photography and, and then Nancy says, Oh, he's, he's a photographer. He takes pictures. He takes awesome pictures. And she proceeds to really say, wow, his stuff is just awesome. Now, so I turned to Jim and said, it, really, is that true? And then Jim goes, whoa, wait a minute now. Slow down, slow down, slow down. I, I, wait a minute. She goes, what? You are a photographer. You're a great photographer. And he goes, no, 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 no. I'm an aspiring photographer. And she goes, no. And she proceeds to tell him about all the pictures he's taken that were just awesome that they've framed and that, you know, that she likes. And, and he's like, you know, no, no, you could tell he's getting uncomfortable. And I, I, I had to chuckle to myself because I know we've probably all been in that place before. I know I have, you know, you know, you, your girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other, you know, they, they, they love you and they want to they they want to support you and they get, and they love what you do. And so they are like, yeah, he's the best. She's the greatest. And you're like, whoa, slow down, pump your brakes. Right. But here's the thing. And, and so this is what I, I was thinking about this week, right? You know, she already knew that he was a photographer, but he was hesitant to own it. So he used the modifiers like, you know, I'm, I'm an aspiring, I'm amateur, I'm getting there. You know, we all use these, we all use these. And I think when we, if we, stop to unpack that we see that there's there's some insecurity behind it because one we it's we're really saying is i don't know if i'm there yet you know i don't know if i'm at the point now where i can really take that mantle i'm not sure i'm ready to say that to the world because i'm not sure that i can back it up you know that, that's basically what we're doing so so many of us when someone looks at us and makes eye contact and sees, you know, let's say we're carrying a camera or someone is, someone's, you know, identifies us as photographers and they say, are you, we go, um, and we give a qualified answer. So today I am going to challenge the way you answer that question. Today, I'm going to say that you already have everything you need to be a photographer and to answer that question in the affirmative and to hold your head up and be proud when you do. Now, let's just start with just some basics that you, you would need, right? Just basics. You have your camera, right? And, and I'm going to say that any camera, whatever camera you have in your camera bag or on your shelf or in your possession is going to be good enough for you to say you're a photographer. And, and I, I'm going to say that. And, and I, I know that we all, many of us say, I'll be one when I can get a full frame or this 24 to 70 lens or, or just some other, you know, something other than what we already own. And we don't need to do that to really claim the mantle. We can, whatever camera you have now, of course, is good enough for you to create. Can you can create, can you create any and everything? 
mm, maybe not, but you can create excellence. And so you might find out within the parameters of what your camera will do, you know, what kinds of pictures should you be taking with that camera or can you take and you work on perfecting that. Rather than saying, if I had a camera that was, you know, had better low light performance, I could go out in dark and I could shoot this. No, shoot in the daytime and, 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 and nail that, right? Work on that. Work on whatever your camera will do and, and, and nail it and own it, right? So you have, a, you have enough of a camera, whatever it is, to go out there and start really creating and, and making the kind of stuff that will make an impact on the world. You have your own viewpoint, of course, when you walk around. And it's always fun to me. And that's the second thing, your viewpoint, right? When I go out with a group of photographers, let's say for a meetup, and and let's say 10, 15 of us will stand and look at the same thing. And we all raise our cameras and we all shoot. And then we come back later and we post them. And I'm always just really surprised at how many different viewpoints we have. Sure, a lot of them overlap, but for the most part, you see a lot of distinctive ways of looking at things that you might, have, might not have thought of. And often we ignore our viewpoint because we're following what we think everyone else does. We look to see what people would have shot when they went there before us. And we say, okay, that's the shot. And we go and we try to copy that rather than just going and standing and going, what do, what do I see? What appeals to me and what can I create? That's going to make me, um, you know, feed my, my own self and my own sense of creativity. And so you have your own viewpoint and, and, and you sort of, you know, we're not saying you have to go out and find your own unique style yet, but you, but you do see the world in, in, in your own way. And so you have that. And of course, you have this passion for photography, and this is why you're listening to this podcast, let's be honest. And this is why when you can go out and shoot and, and be out there for hours at a time and not get tired. You know, the reason... I started the meetup group, you know, seven years ago was because, you know, I, you know, in my circle at the time, I had people who didn't really get it, who didn't, who weren't really, um, you know, who didn't really understand or appreciate the passion I had for photography. So, you know, a few minutes into shooting at a location, you know, people are looking at their watches and they're ready to go. They're bored. And I know that when we are out shooting, like for instance, you know, I will, someone will set up a three hour photo coaching session with me and we'll go out and shoot for three hours and three hours will, for me, will just fly by. You know, we are just shooting. We're having a good time. We're covering a lot of stuff. We're, you know, we're learning, we're doing all this good stuff. And before I know it, it's three hours. And, you know, some often it's, you know, the client looks at the watch and goes, Oh, wait, our time's almost up. And I go, Oh, wow. Look at that. Who knew? But, you know, it's this passion we have for photography and that will carry us further along because it keeps us shooting when other people want to quit. And it's our motivation to keep working on our craft now. So we have all these things and none of these things are really that unique or that, you know, uncommon. Right. So I know some of you are just out there now rolling your eyes and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Everybody has a camera. What does a camera doesn't make you special? And I'm going to agree with you. You're right. A camera does not make you special anymore. 
I remember there used to be a time where you want if you showed up at the at an event and you had a camera, people let you go to the front of the room because you were the person with the camera. Now everybody's a camera, so now they just elbow you wherever you are and say, "You stay back there, I'm shooting." But you know that's that's just the world we live in. And I'm going to say that I've been thinking about this for a while, but you know I've come to the conclusion that the camera is the new typewriter. Now, what do I mean by that? I sort of got this from um, a Jay Bear, who's a, a writer on business and marketing issues. He, he talked. He, he had a, this observation. He said, "You know, in in he he was watching Mad Men, and you know, there's this the scene in Mad Men, and Don Draper, the the main character, he comes out of his office, and outside of his office, there are just banks and banks of typewriters, and all of these secretaries and people just you know pounding away on these typewriters." And he said the interesting thing was back then, only a few people had typewriters, right? And and only a few people knew how to type, or and and were entrusted with the responsibility of typing or writing. And so, it, it was a kind of it was a specialized skill, typing or 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 writing, if you will. The people who uh, the Don Drapers who had the ideas who came out and he would who would speak them to the people who who were the exclusive typists who would type who would then type and these were all very specialized skills well now fast forward 30 40 years or so and the typewriter is gone of course but the keyboard the keyboard the essential part of the typewriter is ubiquitous it's everywhere now everyone has a keyboard in his or her pocket and we all pull it out at a second's notice and we all type and we all type away and we all write everyone has to write writing is a core competency for just about anything you want to do or any profession you want to pursue right so everyone can type but the thing is, when you want to type something that of consequence, when you want to have something written, let's say you have a website, a lot of people will then say, let's bring in a writer. Because just because everyone has a typewriter in his or her pocket doesn't mean everyone can write. Right? And so you let's think about that for a second. If someone who is a trained writer were to write something and someone who wasn't was to also get the same keyboard and write something. And you read both, you would know right away, which one was written by the professional, even though everyone has a keyboard in her pocket or his pocket. And so I, when I say that the camera is the new keyboard, I see the same evolution happening. Now at once upon a time, only a few people had cameras and you know, they sort of, you know, own the front row of every event because we have the camera. But now as everyone now grows to have a camera in his or her pocket, anyone can take a picture. But everyone's not, again, with your unique viewpoint and your skills and the training you've had so far and and all those things combined together make you a little different. And so while everyone has a, a camera in his or her pocket, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say, if someone who has no training or no eye or no creativity snaps a picture and you take this and you take one in the same place, I, 
I'm thinking I'll be able to, to tell the difference because while everyone can take a picture, not everyone's going to be the photographer that you are. So you have everything you need. Now, the reason I said this before is we all sort of hesitate because we think we're inferior. And, and I'm not even going to try to make the claim that you have all the skills you need and all the experience you need because we know that it's all, it's a work in progress, right? And And so because we're a work in progress, we uh, sort of hesitate. And it's interesting. I was talking with my cousin um, last week, and he, he he said something I thought was interesting. He said, everyone's, uh, well, everyone's working on becoming rather than being. Everyone's focused on becoming rather than being. You know, and, and I thought, you know, that's sort of an interesting way of thinking about it. You know, at some point we are and we work on being and and being means we work and we get better, right? We work and we get better and and there's nothing wrong with that. But the camera snobs will try and make you feel inferior, right? They're, they're going to say that your gear is inferior because most of them are carrying around, you know, big honking lenses, which give which will give you lens envy and, and brand new cameras. And I tell you, half of them are using those cameras and lenses as crutches because, you know, they're not actually shooting. They're just camera snobs who just buy camera gear so they can talk about having camera gear and so that they can look at it and 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 marvel at the gear they own, but they aren't producing anything. And let me tell you, you can take whatever you have and probably outshoot a lot of those camera snobs. Don't let that stop you. The haters will try and make you inferior because, you know, they are still clinging to the past where they were the only ones. And now knowing that everyone else has the same access makes them quite frankly, probably just a little scared. I was in a, in a group, um, one of those groups on LinkedIn, and this guy was just, you know, someone posted a question asking about a photography-related question, and someone responded, you are not a photographer, you are a picture taker. And it was just, it was so snotty and condescending. Uh, and just, it just annoyed me to no end because, you know, these snobs just have to keep putting other people down. These haters have to keep putting other people down because, you know, they don't have anything else going on in their lives. And so, you know, as Taylor Swift says, haters going to hate, hate, hate. You got to shake it off. That's right. I just quoted Taylor Swift. Anyway, so the inner critic, of course, is the worst one. The inner critic will always make you feel like you're not worthy. And I did a whole episode and a webinar on this. I'll link to them so you can sort of think about, uh, you know, how you silence your own inner critic and go out and do your best work. And, 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 and stop with all that, you know, I will when I have this or when I can do this or when I am. And just stop focusing on becoming and work on being. Now, the reason this is important, and I like this, uh, Jeff Goins, who's a writer who writes for other writers, <laughs> if you can believe that, you know, one of the things he says is activity follows identity. And by that, he means, this is if you identify yourself as a photographer, you will start to act like one, which is why, you know, words are so important and labels are so important because once we, once we hang a label on our heads and we believe in it, we start to act like it for good or for bad, right? 
if we say we aren't worthy, we start to act like we aren't worthy. We shy away from opportunities. We, we back away from, from, from challenges that might make us better. And, and, and if we think we are, and if we think we are, we act that way as well. Meaning we embrace it. We own it. We go out and we, and we, we do the things photographers do which is we go out and, and find interesting things to shoot, produce more work, show our work, share our art with the world. James Allen wrote a book called As a Man Thinketh. And he said, let a man radically alter his thoughts and he will be astonished at the rapid transformational effect it will have on the material conditions of his life. Men imagine that thoughts can keep it secret, but it cannot. It rapidly crystallizes into habit and habit solidifies into circumstance. So this is why it's really important for us to, to, to think of ourselves the way we want to be. Because as a man thinketh, which he borrowed from the Bible, as a man thinketh, so is he. As a woman thinketh, so is she. And so it's important that we 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 own the label because it will then it will then follow into the way we act now again it doesn't mean that we when because we say we're photographers doesn't mean we all think we're joe mcnally we have work to do and i know sometimes you know our hesitation is born from the own frustration we have because of the gap we have between what we think we want to become and where we actually see ourselves at the moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Ira Glass wrote a post that says, you know, nobody ever tells beginners. And he's, and he goes on Ira Glass says, you know, that some, when you begin stuff, you know, what you produce is going to, in your idea, it's going to suck. But that doesn't mean you stop. It means you keep producing. It means you keep working at it. It means you keep doing whatever it is you know you were meant to do. And sooner or later, that gap begins to close and things become begin to look more the way you envision them. And you begin to create more of what you want. But it, but you don't have to wait until then because you are a photographer and you start that process of being rather than becoming. You start that process of being whenever you decide to. Whenever you decide to, I had a coach, a business coach, and I'm going to close with this, my business coach. <laughs> and I decided on a project where I was going to take on. And so like typical coaches do, he says, okay, Lynn, what would it take for you to have this completed by the time we talk next week? And I, and of course I was like, well, um, sheesh, I don't know because I can't really do it yet because of this and because of that. And I started trotting out all my excuses and I'll never forget. He interrupted me and said, Lynn, you know, you already have everything you need to be successful. Just go flip and do it. And of course he used a much more savory F word than flipping which threw me off guard because I hadn't, hadn't heard him talk like that before. And, he, and I was like, whoa. And I think he just dropped that f bomb for effect. But, you know, it worked and it, and, and it got my attention. And, and so there's a point where you go, you know what? You have everything you need. And, I'm, and that's my message to you today. 
you have everything you need to be a successful photographer. You really do. You don't need gear. You know, you don't need anything else other than what you already possess, which is what's inside of you. And all that's left for you to do now is to just go do it. If you want to be a photographer, go take photographs. It's that simple. Go take photographs. And this is the challenge I leave everyone at the end of my half day workshop with. You got to take pictures. You got to, you got to work on it every day. You have to do something like the project 365, which is every day I'm going to find an excuse to go take a photograph that I can post somewhere, which is great because you not only take a photograph every day, but you also post it in public, which means you now have accountability. Everyone's going to look on and expect you to shoot. And, and, you can do it once a day, you can do it once a week, but if you do it once a week at the end of the year, you will have had 52 opportunities to improve. And if you've done it once a day, you will have 365 opportunities to improve. And and I think you know the answer to this, but who do you think will have the most improvement at the end of the year? The people who do it every day, you see it at the end of the year, the transformation that they have in their work. It's just amazing to witness the people who I've seen go through it. And so, you know, this is how, what you do, you go and you, you, you take challenges, you take classes, you take opportunities, you go out and you make or create photographs. And that's all you need to do. And if you can do that, then the next time someone says, Hey, I heard you a photographer. You won't have to hesitate or stumble. You won't have to think twice or wonder how you should answer. You can just say it. Yep, I am a photographer. Just say it like that. I am a photographer. As a matter of fact, you should just say it now to prepare for that moment. Say it. I am a photographer. I am a photographer. And you learn how to say that and then follow on with the actions, then you'll see yourself wherever you envision. It's that simple. Well, that's it for this episode of the Shutterbug Life podcast. I hope that was helpful for you as you think about your photography journey and your own photography learning path. Remember, this is episode 32. So if you want to find this episode, just go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash podcasts and then search for episode 032 or just use the bit.ly link bit.ly forward slash shutterbuglife. Zero three two, And of course, we have, as you know, our Facebook group. You can join us there and let the conversation continue or leave me some comments, uh, you know, in the show notes about this episode and let me know what you think about it. OK. And also, don't forget to to, to shoot me an, an email and tell me what you uh, what your biggest frustrations were when you were learning photography. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for coming along. I hope that was helpful for you again. And remember, we do this at the beginning of every week. So you can start your week with us here at the Shutterbug Life podcast and even follow along on 
in iTunes or in Stitcher, wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. We're here every week and we begin the week together. All right, that's it. You have a great week. And until then, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care. Take care.